This is Wednesday night Bible study here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Adventist Church on this January the 25th, 2023 with our sister Jenny Vanderham, women's ministry president, bringing the message tonight, spiritual water. Here's sister Jenny. Good evening. Well, I'm trying to, I've messed up my thing here. <laughs> Two words. I, I don't want to, uh, I kept losing. My water here. My illustrations. I better lay them down. Oh, is there Noah? <laughs> yes, we should be. We should be, Larry. We want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I, I know from yesterday at prayer time, a lot of them said that they were going to, if it was rainy and bad, they were going to stay home. Um, and Miss Eula has company, so. Just pray for her and uh, all the ladies that she's got. She's having to entertain and all that good stuff. Uh, I do want to say that Elton Pierce, his memorial service is going to be Friday at 3 o'clock. They're in the back, Drake. Uh, at 3 o'clock at Parish Memorial. And uh, the visitation is at 2 p.m., so... Yeah, what did I say? Oh, the memorial service is at Parish. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay, so uh, visitation starts at 2 on Friday, and uh, then the funeral, So uh, or the memorial service. So let's remember them, remember um, the family, that God will just be with them. And um, last I heard, Deborah was taking it pretty bad, so let's just pray for them that peace will will come into her heart and she'll feel God's comfort through all of that. Any others? We had a slew yesterday that we prayed for, but let's let's continue to remember Miss Pauline, uh, Brother Norman, uh, Brother Bill, and Josephine is not doing well. Uh, I can't remember everybody. Let's just pray that God will touch them and minister to them. Mac is down in Georgia. Pray for him that he'll have traveling mercies when he returns, I think, Friday, uh, Saturday. So um, let's just, just believe God to just touch and move in a special way. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for each one that is here. And we pray, Lord, that your hand will continue to be upon us. You'll lead us and guide us and direct us that we'll always know that truly you are working in our behalf. Lord, we pray for all of those in our church that need a touch from you. We pray, Lord, that your hand will continue to be upon them. Touch Larry, Lord. Uh, pray that you'll just touch his body from his fall. We pray, God, that you'll just continue to minister to him and minister to the others that are uh, sick and need a touch from the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's a little song I woke up singing this morning. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and overflow. Spring up a well, flow out from me. Spring up a well, let others see. It's a really cute little song. I don't know. I don't think we've ever sung it here. It's one of those I learned eons ago, right? <laughs> but it's a cute little song, and we're going to be talking about spiritual water tonight. So uh, let, let's uh, see if I can sing, you know. <clears throat> Got to do it a cappella here. Spring up a well 
in my soul. Spring up a well and overflow. Spring up a well, flow out from me. Spring up a well, let others see. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and overflow. Spring up a well, flow out from me. Spring up a well, let others see. When we think about water, and I have three bottles of water here. Some of them are full, and they've got a story to tell, all three of these bottles. You know, in the Word of God, it says, oh, okay. God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know, if we are in a dry, thirsty land or in a desert, uh, I had the privilege of going to Egypt and uh, you had to carry water around with you because the water that's out there, and you certainly wanted to make sure you bought your water because if it was water that was uh, from Egypt, all they did was go over to the tap, and their water's not good, and they'd fill up all these bottles, and then they'd sell them. So you had to make sure that the water came from, like, France. It didn't come from Egypt. So you, you want to make sure you had water with you. And it's the same with us spiritually. God wants us to have that spiritual water. He wants us to drink that spiritual water that's within uh, or in him and through him. We can look at uh, the story of the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman, uh, Jesus went there and he told her that uh, in John, he, he, he said, look, um, you know, there is water. Wrong John. Wait a minute, oh, four, not seven yet. Uh, he said, <clears throat> Jesus answered and said to her, to the Samaritan woman, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You know, we can stand here and chug a load of water and we still want to drink water. If you drink a soft drink, it doesn't ever quench your thirst. There's lots of, I mean, even if you drink tea. Now, I could go to Bojangles and get me a, a 32-ounce thing of tea and sit there and drink it, but I want to follow it by that amount of water after it because I'm so thirsty. I'm feeling thirsty, and I want to drink water. So the, more, the water you drink, the more satisfied you will be. And so he says, there's water that I want to give you that you'll never thirst again. In the next verse, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give, that I'm going to give you. It's not from this well that is right here with us. It's this spring of living water well, but it's still not the water 
that I can give you that will cause you not to thirst again. And so Jesus was trying to let her know that she needed the eternal water. She wanted, needed the water, the living water that came out of him, that came out through him. In John 7, we find that he said that Jesus promised that he would give us rivers of living water. Rivers of living water, which identifies with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is where that water comes from. And he's going to give it to us so that we can then have this thirst quenched. The Spirit is what God intends to quench the thirst that is in our heart and soul. He wants us to know and to be drawn by the water that he can give, the water that he has, the water that is there. Now, I have three bottles of water, and this one represents an unopened bottle of water. I just got it from the thing over there. If I offered this bottle of water to y'all, would you drink it? Yeah, not been tainted. Now, <clears throat> this bottle of water I've been drinking since I left the house. If I gave it to you, would you drink it? Certainly not. What's it got in there? My germs. Now, this bottle of water, <clears throat> and I almost hate to say this, but this bottle of water is my Sunday morning water. I started drinking this Sunday morning. I even took a good old swallow out of it earlier. Okay? But do you think I'm going to give it to somebody else? No, I'm going to keep it for Sunday morning. I'll have it drunk before then. But normally, we don't want to drink water that's been sitting around or just been, you know, not uh, that's been opened. We don't want to drink something that could be stagnant. So why do we do it spiritually? Why do we allow ourselves to drink water that is not good, wholesome water from the springs of living water? There are eight characteristics about water. And the first one is that water is life-preserving. The scripture over in Psalm 42 says, As the deer panteth for the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. We sing this song. We sing it. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So he's wanting us to have a thirsty soul so that we can drink from the living water that God has for each and every one of us. And then he says, I, over and further in Psalms 143, he says, I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you. Not only do we need to thirst for him, but he thirsts to hear from us. He thirsts to know what's going on in our lives. So it's a thirst-quenching water. How many of you, every time Brother Farrell goes over there, <laughs> reaches for that bottle of water, you wish, man, I wish I had a drink of water. 
right? I'm sitting up there and I'm thinking, man, I'm getting parched, so I'll drink me a, a, a swallow of water and it, it helps. But it's preserving, it's quenching. Not that he's trying to quench his thirst, he's trying to enhance his thirst for God and to keep him so that he can continue to talk. Life is life preserving. You could take any of these bottles of water and you could dump it on a flower. You could dump it on a, a, some plant that you have. You could put it in a bowl and give it to your animal to drink, right? It helps them. They've got to have water to drink. And so it's life-preserving. To drink a, a drink of water sometimes is worth Diamonds, have you ever been outside and you've worked all day or a couple of hours and all of a sudden, I have got to have some water. But then you gotta walk into the house and get it. But suppose somebody surprises you and brings you a, a, a bottle of water. Oh, that's the best water. But we know that it's preserving us. What did the, in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, he wanted some of that life-preserving water. He said over there in Luke, he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. We know where he was. He was in hell. And he says, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Now that's not a lot of water. If you take, and this one, I'm not going to open that one, but if you take this and you get a, that's all he wanted. Was it going to quench him? No. Just a drop of water. He thought that would help to cool his parched tongue, but it didn't, and it wouldn't have. But he said, for I am tormented with the flame. One little drop of water will not put out a flame. It won't. I mean, unless it's a little teeny candle. But if it's a flame, you cannot put out a, a cook fire that you've been cooking, maybe hot dogs outside and, you know, camping. You can't just put a drop of water on and expect it to disappear. The fire still won't be there. But he wanted some of that life preserving water. He knew that he, if he could just get a little bit of that water of life, he thought it would give him a peace to be able to deal with the flames of hell. Water is filth purging. You've worked outside. I wouldn't have to be out there long. And I'd be sweating, right? Right? You're out there sweating and sometimes just walking up to the mailbox and coming back and I'm already sweating. And, you know, I, what I want to do, I want to get where it's cool. I want to get where it's refreshing. But when we take that, those dirty clothes off and we throw them into the washing machine, what it does is it begins to shower in that cleaning process. And that's what the water of life does. It brings forth a cleaning. How, do you, how would you like to be all day? Freshly from the shower 
or in old, wet, sweaty clothes. Fresh. You want to feel fresh, smell fresh. And that's what the water of life does. It washes away all of the dirt and all of the filth that's in our lives. And he gives us something new to live by. He gets rid of the grime and the filth and he puts in a sweet aroma of living for Jesus into our lives. Water softens things that get hard. Now, I've done my share of mud cakes. I've done my share of picking up clots of, of mud that have, you know, it's been rained in the summertime and you know how it just pops up and you pick up one of those. My brothers and I and my sisters, we used to love to just throw those at each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We didn't have all the fineries that you have today in playing games and stuff. We had to use our imagination. Or we'd be out in the yard and and we'd have our army men out there, and I played them too, and you'd line them all up and you'd get clots of, uh, of dirt and you'd use them as bombs to throw and hopefully you were hitting somebody else's men and uh, that they won't, uh, yours were hit enough that they wouldn't hit yours. And so we played with those kinds of things. But if you took that same hunk of dirt and stuck it in water, what happens to it? It dissolves. It softens it. It may have been hard going in, but God begins to soften it, and it begins to soften with the water. Even a heart that God begins to pour his spiritual water into. It can be as hard as hard can be, but then God will begin to make it pliable. He'll begin to make it so he could use that individual. It's like pottery. And I didn't do much of that because I thought it was just ucky, you know, just messing around with dirt and squishing it in your fingers and all that stuff. But, you know, I've watched plenty of pottery done and how that they use the water to continue to melt or to mold that piece of clay so it's a little more easy to form it into some kind of pot. And that's what God does to us. He gives us his water of life. He gives us the, uh, the water from his living springs to put into our lives to make us what he wants us to be. Water is fire clenching. We eat something hot. <laughs> what do you reach for? You, you drink to try to control all that. But that doesn't work. And we're like, man, this thing is on fire. You know what's uh, interesting is if you put a peppermint in your mouth and you follow that by a, a, a swig of water, boy, you really get a shock of peppermint. It, it'll just, it's like, <gasps> try it sometime. But he wants to put out the carnal uh, fires that are in our life. He wants to get rid of the lusts and the unholy desires and he wants to help us to get rid of the things that would keep us separated from God. Water is spring creating. 
Jesus said over in John 4, he has, he's formed not pools, but he, a well of water springing up. Well of water springing up. And he, he likes that it's fresh. Have you ever had spring water? I mean, they advertise all the time on those bottles that you buy in the store. Oh, buy spring water. Who knows? It's probably from the local tap of wherever it was made. But as a kid, um, this, there was one of my teachers, Sunday school teachers, uh, I'll never forget her. She was the sweetest lady, just sweet as can be. Her name was Sister Raisler. And um, for some reason, she wanted me to go and clean her house. First, it was just to go with her to the grocery store because she's like, you know, she's like all of us now. It's hard to, you know, bring in all the groceries and all this stuff and to push the basket. So we would walk around at those days. It was the A&P in Richmond. But before we got to the A&P, she had all these jugs in the back of the car. And I thought, what is she going to do with those jugs? The first time I went, I thought, my goodness. That's a lot of water, but there's none in it. And what she did, there's a place in Richmond that has natural spring water that comes up. And the city of Richmond, I assume it's still there, but the city of Richmond fixed it so that they could draw the water out of there. Now, you're talking about some cold water. That's cold water. That was really super cold water. And I had, it didn't matter whether it was wintertime or springtime or summertime, I had to fill up all those jugs and put them in the car. I had to take all those jugs out and put them in the house when we got home. I was young. I could still do it, but, you know, now I wouldn't even try it. But she wanted that spring water. She cooked with it. She brushed her teeth with it. I was like, this woman's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, don't we do that sometimes now? We buy water. We're talking about putting bottled water out there instead of the water fountain. You know, you have to be careful with pine level water. They say, you know, you can get pregnant with it. So I'm glad I can't do that anymore, so. That's what my mother used to tell me. I'm like, oh, no, Mom, not a chance. It was so blessed. Yeah. My mother was, she's sweet, but I tell you what, she had some crazy ideas. But, you know, people, they love that spring water. And she loved her spring water. And then I would go home with her and I... And all I had to do was, was uh, clean the bathroom and vacuum the floor, help her put the groceries away, and before I could leave, I had to eat an apple and play a game of chess with her, and then she'd give me $5 and take me home. But it would take all day long. It would take all day long. It would probably be like 3 or 4 o'clock before I'd get home. 
And then my mother would say, oh, well, can you go to the store and get this list? <laughs> I'd have to walk down to the store, buy what was on her list, and come back. But this lady was intent to get spring water. Are we just as determined to drink from the living springs of Jesus in our lives? That's what he wants from us. The water is fruit producing. We can put it in a, on a barren land. Uh, we can put it on a, a plant. Uh, one year, you know, I had, when I retired, they gave me a plant. And uh, it was a bonsai tree. And I thought, Lord, please help me to keep this thing living. But it got, we ha I had it in the bay window right there in the kitchen. And when it got really hot, we would close the blinds. <laughs> well, I forgot all about that plant. And I opened up that thing one day. It would probably been three or four weeks. And that thing was just barely holding on. <laughs> There were like two green leaves left. And it was just holding on. So I immediately went over and took the plant and put it down in the sink. And I just let the water start dropping on it. I said, Lord, please don't let me have killed this plant. I soaked that thing really good. Put it back in the window. I said, we can't close the blinds anymore or I'll forget about this plant. That plant's still living today. That is one strong fighting plant but it was because it got living water it got water to help it to bring forth the leaves that it needed and it to bring forth the strength in it i even felt bad and went and got some um what are they the job sticks and stuck in there i was really feeling bad for that plant because i just about killed it because i had kept the water from that plant Sometimes we do that to ourselves. We keep the water of God from our lives. We get busy doing anything and everything, and we forget that we need to sit down and read the word. We need to sit down and talk to Jesus. We need to apply ourselves with the scriptures, and we need to focus on him and pray. But we cannot forget to present ourselves with water. Rain. <laughs> I thought, well, how fitting, all this rain today. And it's coming down from the heavens. It comes from up on high. And, you know, and I got to thinking, I thought, Lord, are you you're just blessing us with your rain tonight? It might be a stormy kind of night, but you're blessing us with your rain. You're blessing us with water from on high. And so he's sending us, Water, and you know, water can be good and it can be dangerous. It can be violent, but it can be calm. So we need to make sure that we have ourselves where we need to be so that the water of life, the water that's in um, the word of God begins to spring up within our soul and that God can rain down upon us. How can we find these... Um, the river of life? How can we find the, uh, what Jesus has for us? We have to look in John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. And uh, I, I was going to put it in the New King James because that's what I got on my paper. 
But it says that in the last day, that great day of the feast, okay, they were all having a good time. They were eating. God was blessing. They were just having a wonderful time. And Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He stood up. He said, come on. He says, anybody that thirsts, come over here. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's where he wants us to get. He wants us to be people that allow the spirit of God to flow out through us. That's why I love that little chorus that we opened with at the beginning, spring up a well within my soul. Let that well begin to uh, just spring up out of your life, out of your belly. And he then says in, in 39, but this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given. They hadn't yet received the Holy Ghost in their lives, but he wanted them to realize that there was something coming that would glorify their life, that would bring them strength. I feel sorry for people who don't know Jesus. I really feel sorry for them because they're, they, they don't have any, anything they can turn to. They don't have any strength. <clears throat> they have no spiritual understanding. But you and I, who are born-again Christians, have Jesus at our fingertips. And we know that he is there because we've come to him. We come to drink from the water of life that he's given unto us. Here in this verse, Jesus points out two things. Two things we have to do. We have to come to him and we have to drink. You can have a bottle of water, you can give it to somebody, but if they don't drink it. There was an interesting situation that I had. It's been probably four or five months ago. I had just bought some water, and I had an extra a bottle I'd bought, and it was sitting on the front seat, and I saw this homeless person. And it was a hot day, so I don't even remember what time, when it was. But, and I, I rolled down the window, and I gave them the bottle of water. I said, here, in case you're thirsty. Well, I drove a little ways, and then I, I stopped. Why? Because I was curious to see what they were going to do with that bottle of water. Do you know that rascal chunked it into the woods? I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I wanted to go back and get my bottle of water. They're not cheap anymore over there that's in any store. You know, unless you go to Sam's and get, you know, 40, what is it, 45 I buy, and those are heavy boogers. And I bring them to the house, and Adam says, can't you get something smaller? <laughs> but, you know, you think, he threw it away. He didn't want water. 
He wanted something else. He wanted money so he could go and buy something else, probably something he really did not need. I don't know. I, I give very little money out to people simply because I don't want my money to be wasted on something that's not going to be good for them. Luke chapter 11 says, he and the Father are happy to give us the spirit. It's as fundamental as a parent giving their child something to eat. Never once has, you know, one of my children come up and said, Mom, can I get something to eat? Yeah, let's, let's go get you something. Now it's the cats. You know, seven o'clock in the morning, Sam is meowing because he wants me to get up because he can't open the container to get the food, right? He wants food, and if that doesn't work, he'll come up and he'll, he'll take his paw, and doesn't matter where or however I'm laying or sleeping, and he'll go like this to wake me up. So I pretend I don't, I don't, I'm not awake. And then he'll come up with his little paw and he'll go, and I say, Sam, I'm not getting up yet. Well, that's just not what he wants to hear. So then he takes his claws and comes out a little bit across my cheek. And I'm like, Sam. And then what I do is I will put my hand like this. And then he realizes she's not getting up. And he'll go off and he'll sit at the, at the bathroom door and whine. So what do I have to do? I have to get up and get that baby some food, right? Jesus wants us to know that he will give us the food that we need. He'll give us the water that we need to bring our soul into uh, harmony with him so that we can let it flow out to others that we meet along the way so that we can minister to them. What's the cost? What's the price? The price is right. It costs nothing. It costs absolutely nothing. But if you go to the store uh, or you go up here to the little convenience store, this bottle will probably cost you almost $2. But just think, the water that you can get from Jesus, and it's not limited to 16.9 fluid ounces, he will give it to us free. Free. There's no charge. Some people don't want anything if, unless they have to pay for it. Well, are you kidding me? Uh, no, I'll take it, you know. Back in uh, when bottled water started being sold, it's not been that long ago. I researched that. It was in 2016. There was an article that was written that bottled water would outsell soda for the first time that year. Wow. 
People started buying lots of water. They started buying water. They started getting water. I, I know when, when I would do um, uh, uh, at Rosewood and I would had to do gate duty for a soccer, for example, I would have a cooler in the back of the car and it had lots of bottles of water and I'd sell those boogers for a quarter. Yeah, I made money. Turned around, put it right back in there so I could do it for the next game and for the next thing. And so we know that water, people like water, or most people do, except for my sister. Lori doesn't drink water, but she needs to, and I hope you're listening, girl. But, you know, water is something that we need in our lives. I tell her all the time, you need water. You need water. But if it's not Pepsi-Cola, you can hang it up. But she doesn't need to drink water. But God's water, I can just hear her now. But God's water is still there. It's still free for each and every one of us. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. He wants to transform us, and the way to do that is to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and fill us full of his water, full of his life-saving, life-giving water so that we can continue to walk through life for him. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for each one that is here. We thank you, Lord, that each one that is here, I know within this room, know you, are saved, live for you. But Lord, there's people out there in, in the, on the internet that may not know you, that may not understand but I pray, Lord, that you will douse them with your spirit. Lord, that you will let them feel your spirit and that they will realize that the water that they need in their life is the spirit of God. Lord, to focus their attention upon you. I pray, Lord, that you'll guide us and direct us. Minister unto us that we'll always be those that look unto you the author and finisher of our faith, and that we will continue to allow our bellies, our spiritual bellies to flow, allow the spirit of the, of the springs of living water to flow out through us to touch other lives that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church Incorporated, copyright 2023.